This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we discuss how NetApp solutions are helping combat the growing problem of ransomware. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp. I love this company. Zipok. Zipok. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here in the basement of my house and with me today I have some special guests to talk to us all about what NetApp is doing to combat ransomware. Um, So with us to do that, of course, is Matt Trubin. Matt, what do you do here at NetApp and how do I reach you? Hey, thanks Justin for having me here today. Long time listener, few time participator. (laughs) Um, You can reach me on Twitter at NTAPMatt. I am a security evangelist here at NetApp. And uh, also with us today, Dan Tullidge. Dan, um, again, how do we reach you and, and what do you do here at NetApp? Hey, I, yeah, I'm Dan Tullidge. I'm a technical marketing engineer um, doing product security, coming up on five years at NetApp. And you can get me at Dan underscore Tullidge on Twitter. Also with us today, Shahar Lifshitz is here. So Shahar, what do you do here at NetApp and how do we reach you? Hey, Justin, my name is Shahar. I'm a product manager for uh, Cloud Manager's Ransomware Protection Service. Uh, you can reach me via my email, shahar.lifshits at netup.com. All right. And last but not least, Amit Schwartz. Amit, what do you do and how do I reach you? Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Amit Schwartz. I'm a senior product manager for Cloud Insights and Cloud Secure. You can reach me at amit.schwartz at netup.com. All right. Great to be here. Thank you. So, uh, like I said, today we're going to talk about ransomware and, and what NetApp products are doing to try to combat and uh, mitigate as well as recover from ransomware attacks. Um, but before we do that, uh, Matt, just just give us that overview of what a ransomware is, if no one knows what it is that is listening currently. Yeah, it's it's very top of mind, right, for most organizations today. But there's there's actually a couple types. Uh, the one that we're really going to focus on mainly today is what we call a denial of service ransomware. This is where ransomware comes in typically on like a uh, endpoint device, like a laptop or desktop, or or maybe even a mobile phone, smartphone. And it infects the local system and then it tries to reach out to network shares and any files that it can find, it will encrypt both on the local system and on the network shares. Once the encryption is done, it'll say, hey, you you can't access your files because they're encrypted, we own the key. You got to pay us uh, to be able to access that. And that is the main, main type of ransomware in the news. You hear a lot about it. There is another type that's on the rise on data exfiltration ransomware. This is where they will try to actually get the data out of uh, your network and threaten to release it to public domain. A lot of times they'll do both. Uh, Attackers are smart and they'll do both type of attacks, but data exfiltration ransomware is on the rise. So it's something that you need to watch out for. Uh, but today we're mainly going to focus on denial of service ransomware and how we can help there because really you don't want to, uh, obviously you don't want to get impacted by that, but the largest part of recovery is the downtime. So if all your files are encrypted, you can't access them. You obviously can't service your customers internal to your organization. And when that's happening, it can have a significant impact on the business. And that recovery time can take a lot of time, particularly if you have to go to something like uh a tape and air gap uh, solution or something take a long time to get back up. So one of the main points you'll hear us harp on today is try to detect early, prevent the spread. So you don't up in that end up in that situation 
and he can avoid some of those downtime costs and reputational damage costs. Yeah, so so the downtime piece is important, but I would argue that as important is the initial detection, right? Because there's a time period of where that stuff proliferates, and if you can't catch it soon enough, you're going to be dealing with a bigger mess than if you had caught it. Yeah, yeah, that's where your extended downtime comes from, right? So, yeah, if you if they if you don't catch it and they encrypt everything, then you can think about how long that's going to take. So, yeah, I agree. That's that's one of the keys of our solution you hear about today is we want to detect, help you detect it early natively so you can avoid a lot of that. Absolutely. All right, cool. So I, I guess the way to do this is to break it down into, you know, how, how NetApp detects, how NetApp mitigates and how NetApp recovers, right? So we can break it down into those areas. So let's start with the detection process. What solutions does NetApp have to help you detect ransomware attacks quickly so that you don't have a large proliferation of these events. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we really, we have a, a layered defense for detection. So we have several uh, products that work together well in order to detect that. Um, and we'll talk about most of those today. Some of them are in on tap. Some of them are in products that work with on tap. Um, in fact, one of those is F policy. And F policy has been around for a long time. Um, and so that's that's probably one of the main areas we'll focus on. I, I do want to back up just a little bit and say, why do we have multiple layers of detection? This is an analogy I've given before, but uh, I like it. So you get to hear it again. It's basically, um, think about a car, right? You want to go and buy a car and you want to avoid a car accident. Uh, and so you're going to, to buy the car. You know, if they gave you the options of, well, do you want the brakes to avoid the accident? Do you want the airbags? Do you want the forward collision warning? You know, which one do you want to pick? You're going to be like, well, I want to avoid the accident. I want all of them. And that's why they're not sold that way. You buy a car, you get all the features, all the safety features. Um, ransomware defense is, is much the same way. You wouldn't want to just take one of these features. You'd, you'd want them all because you want to, again, detect early, prevent the spread, and just have the best solution. Some solutions detect other things uh, as well. So, yeah, I mentioned F policy, but uh, that might be a good transition over to uh, Dan, who's on with us today. He could probably talk a little bit about F policy and some of the other detection layers we have there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, F policy, is, as you mentioned, it's been around for quite a long time. It operates in two different modes. It has a native mode that it'll um, either allow or block <clears throat> file extensions. But um, more powerful mode is the external F policy server. Um, where our partners and Cloud Insights and Cloud Secure, which Amit's going to talk about, um, can can do user behavioral analytics, which is very powerful. It, it can detect day zero attacks. And so it's very powerful capability that um, some of our partners and um, Cloud Insights have. Um, so it, um, early detection of unknown threats. So as far as native ONTAP goes, I mean, what are we looking at for detection? Is it something that is available to everyone? Is it something that only certain people who have certain licenses could use? And, you know, and what do we have in the most le recent releases? You know, the F policy uh, Dan was talking about, that's the native portion of that is still quite helpful today because a lot of ransomware out there still uses these file extensions. Um, so that's just an easy one to turn on. In fact, even Active IQ will tell you how to, uh, to do that. If you have um, auto support turned on your system, AIQ will point you to how to enable F policy native mode. Um, but for detection, there's some some other ones that do require a license. The most recent one 
is the on-box anti-ransomware protection, which is added in uh, 9.10.1. Actually, uh, autonomous ransomware protection is uh, what we're referring to it now as. And it's it does a little bit of a learning, right? So you, you set up a learning mode uh, on, and it only works for NAS volumes, but you turn it on for the NAS volume once you have the license and it'll learn your workload. It's learning what the typical extensions are. And of those extensions, um, if it's after you activate it, when you're out of learning mode, then it'll look for an abnormal extension plus high data entropy. Now, if it sees both of those things, it will go ahead and generate an alert. It takes an automatic snapshot. You know, alert could be EMS, uh, those type of things. And actually, many things can consume alerts. Uh, ActiveIQ Unified Manager, um, Cloud uh, Secure, which you're going to hear about in a little bit, can also consume these alerts. And it lets you know exactly like on this volume, uh, what it's seeing. It'll give you some file extensions, some file paths. So it's quite helpful there. There were some enhancements made in 9.11.1. Uh, most of those enhancements are to change how the uh, the snapshot is being taken. So that automatic snapshot, um, we can also take an automatic snapshot now in 9.11.1 if it's just a file extension change only. You can configure that. It's not the default setting. Now, the reason why you might want to do that, some ransomware doesn't necessarily use high data entropy. And so that's what 9.11.1 has allowed us to do, take more frequent automatic snapshots. Uh, it has a little bit of tuning options, tuning capabilities there. So that's native detection. The other native detections that we have um, built into ONTAP, it's, it's more um, in combination with ActiveIQ Unified Manager. Uh, if we have high snapshot rate of change, or let's say we have a loss in storage efficiency, both those things would occur in a ransomware attack because again, the encryption is happening at the host side. So if it's happening at the host side, we can no longer have deduplication, for example, because ONTAP can't see inside the files. So that would be a loss in storage efficiency. Uh, whereas if you had a high snapshot rate of change, I just mentioned that, that could be because all the blocks are changing because of encryption. So when I say those two things are native and ONTAP, it's when you use ActiveIQ Unified Manager it can detect those things in ONTAP and then send an alert. So uh, UM, of course, you can get, it's, it's not an additional cost or anything. Uh, so that's a great product to use as well. But that's sort of the suites that we have or the capabilities we have built in natively is the F-Policy native mode, on-box autonomous ransomware protection, and there's a couple of unified manager alerts. That's what we have for native detection in ONTAP. So Matt, there's also this aspect of ransomware where you know it's it's not just about only encrypting the files and, and taking those hostage, but they actually sometimes get access to the system through, you know, credentials and then they can go wreak havoc in other ways, which, you know, maybe aren't as noticeable like deleting snapshots, which eventually will lead to uh, the ransomware attack where it being more effective or maybe disabling snapshot schedules, which is even less uh, obvious. Right. So mm -hmm. how do we prevent against that and how do we detect that? Yeah, yeah, you're right. There, there's a lot of things. These attacks are very well coordinated, right? So they're trying to uh, do all kinds of things there once they get those credentials. Um, really, you need to embrace that zero trust uh, mindset we talked about here before. But some of the zero trust controls you have are like multi-factor authentication, right? So they still credentials, but you require something additional to log in. Like uh, we support SAML for MFA, or we support uh, with SSH, we support public key, private key, plus username and password. Uh, those additional things will help keep them from getting into the system. Let's say they still compromise that, right? Somehow they have this second factor as well. You need to have good auditing and logging set up. You want uh, your, sys your events forwarding to external syslog server. 
maybe inter integrate with a SIM, right? That's where F policy is also useful. So auditing and logging, always, always key for uh, security. And you want those reviewed by your, your SOCs, your security operations center, things like that. You know, don't just, uh, the logs are important. So don't just ignore them. Detecting ransomware with ONTAP is is possible in some ways with, with some of the newer features, but it doesn't give you the entire uh, suite of, of answers to this particular problem. So um, Amit and Shahar, what do we have on the out-of-the-box stuff where you know we're dealing with Cloud Insights to try to help with, with the detection of ransomware? Cloud Insights uh, helps you to monitor, optimize, and protect your data. So I'm going to focus on a module of a cloud a feature set of Cloud Insight called Cloud Secure. Cloud Secure is uh, a ransomware and insider threat uh, detection a feature which is included in Cloud Insights, uh, the Cloud Insights product. Cloud Secure uses user and entity behavior analytics in order to detect uh, malicious activities such as ransomware. And how does it do it? Uh, first thing, it analyzes every user activity. Every time a user touches a file, delete, create, change permission, we store it and analyze it. And then uh, it uses AI ML to, um, to learn the user behavior. So we build a baseline per user, learn how this uh, user and peers are no normally behaving. And if we detect a change in uh, the user behavior, um, we start a deeper analysis. And here we, we um, use pattern detection to understand um, what type of behavior is it, okay? Many UEBA tools that are based on anomaly only are, are very noisy. And we try to be very accurate and not just tell you you know, this user changes behavior, but to tell you what type of activity he had. And, uh, and the most important thing that we know how to detect is a ransomware. Now, once Cloud Security detects a ransomware, it can also take automatic response policies. It can protect your data by, take, by taking an automatic snapshot. And it can stop the attack completely by blocking the user access to the storage. So as I said, Cloud Secure analyzes the data. Everything is uh, based on AI ML. It's a real-time detection. Uh, we detect a ransomware attack within one, two minutes. And we can automatically uh, take a snapshot and block the user access to the storage to stop the attack. Another benefit of uh, Cloud Secure is that, as I said, it stores all the data. So if you have an attack, now you can run breach analysis. You can go into the forensics of Cloud Secure and see exactly each user, which files he touched, what was affected, what was deleted. And this is a very, very important feature because you have full visibility in ONTAP. So you can first analyze, is it a true attack or maybe it's a false positive? Maybe, I don't know, an IT guy just uh, uh, compressed a lot of files because he wants to uh, save space. And this is not a real ransomware attack. And if it's a real ransomware attack, you can quickly identify which files were affected, which volume, so you can quickly recover and go back to, to be operational. 
And as I said, the Onbox solution, uh, Cloud Insight is a SaaS solution. So it's hosted in the cloud. All you need to do is to install a very light agent that reads the, uh, the connects to FPF policy, reads the user activity, encrypts it, and sends it to the cloud. And all the heavy lifting, all the algorithms and AI ML is running in the cloud. So it's very, very simple turnkey solution. Uh, it takes like one hour to deploy, no manual rules to set up. So you mentioned AI ML. Um, can you go a little more into detail about what Cloud Secure is doing with that? Like what, what data is it collecting and how is it using it? We collect every user activity. Uh, every time user touches a file read, open, uh, delete. So the first type of algorithm we use is uh, unsupervised algorithms that learn the user behavior, build models for each user, how he uh, normally behaves, and look for change in behavior. So this is the, set, the first set of uh, algorithms. The second set of algorithms, it's, uh, let's call it pattern detection or detecting if this user, uh, what was the type of the attack? For example, for ransomware, there are known patterns like in-place encryption and so on. And, uh, and we also have many patterns for false detection. These are the type of algorithms that Cloud Secure uses. So Shahar, um, do you have anything to add about uh, Cloud Secure or any other products that NetApp might have that can help with detection? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think DataSense has two uh, interesting capabilities uh, that relates to detection. The first one actually relates to file analytics as well. And uh, in contrast with uh, the ONSAP uh, capabilities and Cloud Secure's capabilities, DataSense uh, is vendor agnostic. So this file analytics capability is relevant uh, to whatever data source you have, uh, to whatever data source you choose to configure uh, DataSense. And DataSense is, works with um, many different types of, uh, of uh, file shares, and data sources as well, such as uh, OneDrive, SharePoint, uh, Google Drive, any SIFS, SMB share, uh, and many more types of, uh, of data sources. Um, and once you configure one of these uh, to DataSense, it constantly scans uh, and reads your files, right, in order to classify them. And one of the types of classifications that DataSense can determine is if the file is encrypted. And so you could use DataSense scan in order to uh, be alerted on raising amounts of uh, encrypted files uh, throughout all of your data sources, whether they're on tap or non on tap. And while uh, Cloud Secure uh, and the on tap mechanisms can alert uh, on, on quick changes, we have actually a feature in, in Ransomware Protection Service, which I will be talking about soon, uh, which shows your graph uh, presenting changes in amounts of encrypted files. Uh, throughout all your systems over time. And so you'd, it'd be very visible to you if you're being attacked with a low and slow type of, uh, of, a, of ransomware. Um, the second type of, uh, of attack, and you've actually mentioned it before, Justin, um, is that a hacker might be interested in, in gaining certificate, in gaining uh, privileges in your system in order to uh, do all sorts of, of actions uh, on your files. Um, and one of the uh, assets that holds and manages privileges in your system is your Active Directory, right? And so that could be a target for a hacker to try um, and, and gain privilege escalation through. 
And so you can actually connect and monitor your Active Directory through DataSense uh, with ransomware protection service as well, uh, and be alerted on changes that could indicate uh, on someone gaining uh, serious privileges in your systems. Um, and these might be things that you'd uh, be interested in looking into as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can take something that NetApp provides for their storage and, and tie it to your Active Directory because that's that's a pretty important vector for attacks, right? I mean, you don't want to have that breached. I'm sure that you have other things in your environment that might be telling you that stuff's happening, but it's just a, an added uh, feather in the cap for this particular product. Yeah, exactly. If I want to view all this information in one place, you know, our, our fabled single pane of glass, <laughs> where would I do that? Is there something that NetApp offers today for that? Yes, there is. Um, we've actually launched a couple of months ago uh, ransom Cloud Manager's Ransomware Protection Service. Uh, it's in beta version right now. Uh, and it does exactly that. And when I was listening to the other mates on, the, on, on this podcast, I realized how long it took me to become aware of all of NetApp's portfolio with regards to ransomware protection service, right? There are so many products, uh, so many capabilities you can use in order to, to elevate your data security posture, right? And, and to improve your, your cyber resiliency. And so that's, and, and for that reason, right, it's, it's, it's really hard to make sure you're, you're aware of all the capabilities, uh, that you know how to manage them, and that you're, that you're aware of all the best practices uh, needed uh, in order to, to be most secure, to make sure your data is, is, is resilient. For that exact reason, we've created a ransomware protection service, which integrates all of these uh, products and capabilities into one, into one dashboard into one place where you can orchestrate all of these together, manage them from, from one place to make sure you're getting the, all the layers uh, of data protection and using all the best practices recommended by NetApp to make sure you're preparing, right? That you're preparing your environment, that you understand your data, that you're aware of the location of your sensitive and your business critical data, that you're identifying vulnerabilities and misconfigurations in your systems and protecting uh, by fixing them as well as doing privilege control, right, which is very important for, for data security as well, that you're doing and, and utilizing all of the all of NetApp's offering uh, in order to monitor all your systems, like we've mentioned before. And then, of course, that you're able to respond, uh, to quickly detect, uh, and then res respond to a ransomware, assess the damage in real time, uh, so that you're recovering yourself in the most efficient manner. And yeah, and that's uh, that's what we've come to do. So I know other products we offer have buttons, like I think ActiveIQ has little fix-it buttons. Does, does this dashboard have something similar where, you know, you, it detects an issue, shows you an alert, and then has a nice button to press to try to fix the problem automatically or take you to a place where you can fix it? Right. So um, eventually we're, we're trying to, to take the conversation from talking about all the different products uh, and, and move the conversation into capabilities and functionalities. In the first phases of the product, uh, which is, uh, again, still in the beta version, um, we're focusing mainly on providing you with, uh, with insights on, on what's going on in your system, uh, what you should pay attention to, and then, uh, like you said, redirect, uh, redirect you to the product where you can uh, fix, fix the problem that you have, analyze uh, whatever is going on in your system. But later on, Definitely, you'd be able to do almost everything from from the dashboard, from the product itself, right from the, from the ransomware protection dashboard, including understanding and analyzing uh, security gaps or 
events that are happening across your storage systems. And then, of course, take care of them, understand them and take care of them. All right. So so now we're getting more into the recovery phase or even the mitigation phases of this. So, you know, we have cloud data sense, we have cloud insights, we have ONTAP, we have the ransomware protection dashboard as a kind of a full suite of things to help you detect. Um, so Matt, what does ONTAP offer in terms of mitigation and recovery uh, from a ransomware event? It probably the first line of defense is your, your basic snapshot, right? Been around forever, uh, but quite, quite helpful for recovering from ransomware. So if you have a snapshot on the primary system that you can pull up. Uh, maybe you can create a flex clone off of that snapshot and just uh, copy in only the files you need or do some single file snap restores. Uh, you can do that if the ransomware isn't too bad. Uh, if it's if you caught it pretty late, you weren't on the detection side there, maybe the entire uh, volume or the entire share has been encrypted by the time you catch it. Again, snapshots on primary, very, very helpful because you can restore terabytes of data in, in a matter of seconds with volume snap restore. So that's that's pretty quick. <laughs> that's gonna help you avoid uh, that, that downtime if you're in that situation. The large problem with snapshots and is, well, first of all, this is not a problem. They're immutable, which is great, which means they can't be changed in any way. They're read only. Uh, however, they can be deleted. They can be deleted by someone with privileges to delete that on the system, you know, an administrator, or if you're using an RBAC, whatever account. And so that's where some of the things we were talking in, talking about earlier could help, multi-factor authentication, logging, but we have some other capabilities there as well to help prevent uh, um, deleting of those snapshots. Um, and we can dig into those, what those are a little bit later. Um, aside from the snapshots on primary, you can do things like uh, send snapshots to secondary through uh, Snap Vault, or maybe you just want to do a full snap mirror, right? So you can, that's one of the beauties of ONTAP is you can replicate data anywhere, uh, especially to other ONTAP systems, even in the cloud with CVO, you can send, uh, you can send snapshots there. And then a lot of people say, well, like, I do I need a lot of space for that? How many snapshots should I keep? You know, we can say anywhere from uh, 30 to 60 days is typically what we recommend, but that's a lot of snapshots to keep, right? For, for ransomware protection. So things like fabric pool uh, can be very helpful there. You can tier to maybe a storage grid or, or even a cloud um, a bucket, S3 bucket, something like that to keep more snapshots. So that is quite helpful as well. So I would say snapshots are your, your primary recovery um, native and on tap, but you do want to protect them with some, uh, some other methods. Yeah. And, and, you know, you brought the cost and this is kind of the age old debate of any data protection solution. You really are going to get what you pay for because if you want a system that performs as well as your, your primary system, you got to get the same system. If you want a solution that protects a lot of day, you know, keeps, keeps a lot of retention for up to 60 days, you got to get more space, right? So you, you really kind of balance the cost of your solution with the impact financially to an event. And a lot of people don't really go that extra mile to think about how much extra that costs if and when you do have an event. So Matt, um, I know you've done some research into this. What sort of financial impact is there for having an event? How likely are you to have an event versus the cost of, say, you know, providing a, a similar system on the back end? Yeah, it's it's very much a risk reward uh, question, right? That that you're you're posing there. You know, if uh, um, if you have a lot lot of risk, you want 
to uh, be sure that you're co- well covered. And I would say ransomware is a lot of risk for most people out there. The average cost per ransomware incident, uh, according to some sources, and we can put it down in the show notes there, where the data is coming from, is about uh, $1.8 million. Uh, and that's just per incident. You have multiple incidents, it'll keep adding up. That's not the only cost though, right? You should think about um, cyber insurance premiums are going up. So you think, ah, I've just got some cyber insurance. I'll be good. They'll pay it out. Well, it's tough to get a policy now with all these all these um, events and attacks happening. So you have to do some certain things. We actually have a PS service that can help you with that. The, in some cases, customers have been able to achieve a cyber um, um, insurance uh, for with the help of NetIPS. But uh, yeah, that's the, the cost is not small, right? And so that's why, um, to your point, Justin, it's it's important to go ahead and spend the money up front and be well protected so you can recover quickly and, and have a good solution than having to pay the cost later. And that's just to recover. So. Yeah, I didn't even know there was cyber insurance. And, and I guess that would be a, a kind of like, <laughs> you know, if you were to get flood insurance at the beach, right? <laughs> it's going to cost more depending on how risky it is for that insurance company to take you on. So if, if you're constantly having breaches, I'm guessing your premiums will be much higher than a company that hasn't had them. Yeah. And even in general, premiums are up like 20 to 30% over the last year. And we've heard from many customers, they are difficult to even get a premium. So that's why I mentioned RPS service. It's, uh, it does sh- help show these uh, the ones that issue the premiums that you're doing the right thing. And so they're like, okay, you're using all these net technologies. You have these backups, all these different things that you're do- doing. So we feel comfortable now in giving you that insurance. So yeah, it's challenging. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, basically PS can do a security assessment, right? So basically checking out your environment and making sure that you have the boxes checked that you need so you can, you know, show them show the insurance companies you've done your homework. Yeah, yeah, it's actually called the ransomware protection service, uh, believe it or not. So it, it's a recent launch as well. Um but yeah, it's it's new and it's available. Okay. All right, so let, let's move into the off-box solutions here for mitigation and recovery. So um Amit, does Cloud Insights do anything in that realm, or is it strictly for detection and the AI ML piece? So Cloud Insights is focused on uh, Cloud Secure. It's focused on detection and uh, response. Okay, it provides you a quick detection, real-time detection, and uh, automatic response policies. In regard to uh, Restore, it provides you full visibility into what was impacted. Exactly, you can see uh, that user, that IP, uh, it's it's full audit trail. And you can uh, reduce the time to restore by, you know, from hours to seconds. You can export it and understand exactly which volume, which files were affected, what is important, what is not important. So it can help you with that. Uh, in addition, Cloud Insights is, a you know, monitoring and optimization tool. It can provide you full visibility into your into the health of your storage system, including uh, seeing that you have enough place for backup, that basically that you are ready, that your system is uh, performing normally, that you have enough place for backup, that backups are taking place, just to make sure that your backups are working if you took ones. But Cloud Secure can, as I said, can help you to identify quickly which files were affected so you will know what to recover. And, and did Cloud Secure add anything new to integrate into ONTAP a little more seamlessly? Cloud Secure a very intimate integration with, uh, with ONTAP. First, it's one of the solutions that has a little impact on the storage performance, unlike many other solutions. 
We have deep integration, for example, with the ability to block users. So we can block users in real time without any impact performance. We can protect the storage. We are now integrating with the on-box, the autonomous solution. So now in cloud security, you will be able to detect ransomware based on data on file entropy and user behavior. So we can have two types of signals to detect ransomware so we can provide more accurate detection. So Shahar, what about Cloud Manager? I mean, what are we offering there for things to recover uh, from ransomware events? Right, so for uh, with ransomware protection service under Cloud Manager, you're able to utilize the fact that you're gain, getting data from all of, diff, all of NetApp's different products uh, to be able to, both on the prepare side, uh, make sure that you're protecting all of your important data and that you're backing it up and that you're able to restore from those backups if you ever need to. Uh, you can do that through an integration of information, a fusing information from a data sense and cloud backup. And there's actually in the beta version, uh, a panel uh, sh- giving you a very clear indication on, on how well you're backing up your business critical data through uh, data sense file classification and information we get from cloud backup. So you're able to quickly assess how well the data that is most important to you is actually backed up. And also in in real-time recovery, right? uh, you'd probably want to, as quickly as possible, be able to assess the damage and understand what was hit and what wasn't hit. And when you're combining capabilities such as Cloud Secure's uh, damage assessment, uh, you get a very clear list of uh, which files were encrypted and when, you could, uh, we're planning on integrating this with, uh, again, Cloud Backup's capabilities so that you're automatically able to restore all the files uh, that were encrypted almost automatically. There's a big benefit that you get from fusing all of these uh, products together. So Dan, we earlier we touched on the ability to get into a system and, and delete snapshots, which you know some of that can be mitigated with alerting and auditing and you know MFA for logins. But what other protections do we have against someone coming in and getting physical access to the system and blowing away snapshots? Like what do we have available in ONTAP natively? The traditional way um, we've thought about this in the past is like air gapping, right? And so um, you can talk about doing tape backups and, and, and moving the tapes to a secure site. But no one we wants can to do, do that, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It, it's really slow um, to do recovery um, doing that. And so um, what we can do is what we call a logical air gap. And what we do is we use SnapLock, which originally SnapLock compliance in particular, it was you know created to meet, meet uh, certain regulations for uh, financial organizations. But we've repurposed it um, to actually use SnapLock compliance to logically air gap are snapshots so that they're indelible. So um, a rogue administrator or a compromised administrator, um, you know, cannot delete the snapshots by um, using SnapLock compliance. So it's a very powerful capability. And then we, we also have this um, new feature that came in on ONTAP 9111, uh, multi-admin verify, also known as MAV, um, which will prevent um, administrators, a single administrator from deleting a snapshot. In other words, it requires a, a, a group of administrators, um, one or more, um, to approve a command, let's such as a snapshot delete or a, a volume delete, um, before you know before the command can be executed. 
So that's a very powerful capability, you know, um, in addition to using SnapLock compliance to, to lock our snap, snap shots. Yeah, it's like security through annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people consider security annoying, but... Um, it is, it is. Every time <laughs> but, I log into the VPN, I'm like... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that one might be my fault. That was I was that was when I was a product manager. I helped push that through. But uh, yeah, like Dan said, it's it's an awesome feature. Uh, really excited about. And just a quick sidebar: it goes beyond snapshot deletion, right? Uh, you can also use multi-admin verify to prevent volume deletion, uh, to prevent deleting of cluster peers. You can even use it to prevent getting into the the diag privilege privilege level on system shell. So it is not it it, it is not meant to. Uh, <laughs> be the most you know friendly automation thing but it is meant to prevent people from doing bad things and requiring confirmation so well i mean you do want to be annoying i mean i I joke about annoyance but that's what you want you want there to be even if it's just an accidental thing like i accidentally deleted my volume oh i got reminded that i'm deleting a volume i better not do that (laughs) it's a reminder it's good it's just it is it is annoying Yeah, and how many how many of us click yes, right? Like all the time you get pops up. Are you sure you want to do this? Yes, yes, yes. It's become automatic. So that single uh, alert annoyance thing doesn't work anymore. So we had to add an extra layer. <laughs> you can over pivot into being easy to use, right? And and sometimes with security, you you can't go into that area. You have to make it hard, not just for your your end users, but also an attacker. Yeah, that's right. And and actually, you know, though, just to finished up on that we did add uh you can approve things in system manager and you can also get an email alert when there's approval waiting and there's rest apis as well if you want to go ahead and script some of the approvals we, we do have full support for that so um yeah there is some ease of use there built in uh, if you go about it the right way yeah and you know we, we kind of glossed over the snap locks piece but it, really what that does is there's a timer <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're a legit admin or someone rating the system that timer is there regardless of who you are. So it, it, you have to wait 10, 20, 30 years before you can delete it anyway. So th- those are really like the hardcore best protection for keeping your snapshots intact. Yeah. And, you know, in 9.10.1, we changed SnapLock to now you, it no longer requires a dedicated aggregate. Used to, you had to have an entire aggregate of disks to make it a SnapLock compliance aggregate. A lot of people didn't use SnapLock protection on primary because of that. Now you can you can spin up a snap lock volume um, and you don't have to have a dedicated disk of aggregates. That aggregate can, t- can contain other types of volumes, right? And so what this allows you to do is uh, right there on your primary system, spin up the snap lock volume just for snapshots. Maybe you set a 60-day retention instead of a 30-year, right? 30 years default. And you you uh, lock vault or snap vault your snapshots to that snap lock volume on the primary. The reason why I mentioned primary secondary, if you don't have to pull the data across the network, it's going to restore more quickly. And so I think that's one of the cool things we added in 9.10.1. Let's you use SnapLock right on the primary system to keep those snapshots safe so that no one can per, can delete them. Even if you boot the system up, try to, uh, I forget it, I think it was option 4A or whatever it is. Um, if you try to do that and it's a SnapLock compliance um, system and it detects that, it won't let you. You can't overwrite those disks. So yeah, it's the foolproof way for sure. Logical air gap, just like Dan said. That kind of leads me to, to bring up another aspect of this ransomware proliferation one of the ways they they do this as well is they kind of have sleeper cells right (laughs) ransomware comes into your system and doesn't activate right away right it's like it's just waiting there but it's in there so it's being replicated into your backups into your snapshots into your snap mirrors 
and then when it activates, that's that's havoc, right? Um, how does a snap mirror or a snap lock prevent against that? And it does and does the automatic ransomware detection feature integrate with the snap mirror destination portions to try to find you know snip those out? Yeah, you got to remember one thing on that is that even if uh, let's say the malware exists in the file system, uh, it's not like ONTAP is executing it, right? There's still an end client that has to execute this. So when the client tries to execute the malware, um, there's a few things in play. First, we talked about layered defense. So you definitely want to have protection on your endpoints as well, on your clients. Uh, but ONTAP also has vScan, so on-demand on scan. Um, if that's had an engine update and originally a file was there and it was it was replicated over, um, you try to run it, it will block it. it it'll prevent it from running if vScan can detect it. Uh, and again, the ONTAP system isn't going to run the malware that's run at the client. So uh, the snapshots can contain encrypted files. They can contain malware, but it doesn't mean that it's executing. Um, so yeah, that that's how that's uh, handled today. To clarify, um, yeah, the vScan virus scan, so it, it uses a antivirus um, you know, partner um, tool to do the virus scanning through a connector to ONTAP. Yeah, there's no native antivirus. That was that was another thing right. we had briefly in ONTAP, right. and we decided that was not a great idea. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but you know, to to that point, even if you had a situation where ransomware had proliferated into a snap mirror destination, you, you can't really activate it on read only targets. So you, it's not like it's going to go in and encrypt everything because it can't, it can't write to it. Um, if you were to reverse the snap mirror and, you know, do a recovery, then that's where the problem becomes because now that volume is read, right? So I would imagine that before you do your recovery with snap mirror, you probably want to do a scan of that before you, before you reverse the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's always important with ransomware protection that you want to, uh, know where your ransomware is running from and where, uh, you know, what, look at, see what you have, right? Don't just, don't just turn everything on. Uh, if you've had a ransomware event, take a close look, see where the files are, do your due diligence there uh, before you turn everything back up online. We even had some customers who are in the process of doing that. They'll create a small um, network just for a few uh, people that have to have access to the data right now, an isolated network, spin up a flex clone so they can get to some certain documents while the overall cleanup effort is taking place. All right, uh, Amit, uh, Shahar, do you have anything to add with uh, the cloud data sense or the um, cloud manager products? Yeah, I just want to add um, one more thing about uh, Cloud Secure. Cloud Secure, as I said, it's focused on detection and automatic response. But one of the main advantages or strength is the visibility into what's going on in your data. For example, you talked about recovery. We said that we found that it reduces the time to recover by 90% just by having the ability to see what's going on. I had a few cases with customers that were under attack. Okay, not let's say not ransomware, but data was deleted from their systems. Uh, they called me, we set up, you know, they were in a POC and within one minute we set up a collector and within seconds they knew exactly what is going on in their system who is deleting the files from which ap which user and they managed to stop it immediately we saw for example in solar winds attack that the attack was discovered two months after it uh, it occurred okay they stole data now you're blind with cloud secure we have 30 months of data that you can now analyze and see exactly okay do damage control Okay, so which uh, this is the process, 
which files uh, did it touch, what happened, the visibility into what's going on is very important, not only to breach analysis, but to damage analysis, to recovery, and even for operational uh, stuff. And of course, for compliance, which is also required. Uh, many compliance um, standards require you to, to audit data access. So actually the visibility, which is not AI, ML, and so cool, is one of the strongest features of Cloud Secure. All right. So, so Matt, um, I'm sufficiently confused here because we've got a lot of cloud products um, and, and they all kind of, they do overlapping things. Some of them do unique things. Some of them don't um, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that products are going to do that are going to need to overlap. So if you could give me a summary of what we have, when to use it and where to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, we have a lot, a lot of capabilities that everyone has heard of about today and I think the key thing to remember there is that NetApp has the solution, um, but you know, the solution might not be easily apparent as to which pieces you need. And one of the products that really is tying that together and is going to tie that together is the, the, the cloud manager that Shahar talked about, right? Uh, that, that dashboard. It's going to have your detection capabilities in there, but with the other products, it's basically that single pane of glass, like you alluded to earlier. And you you have your, your user behavior analytics that help protect you from the zero day ransomware attacks. That's with ONTAP F policy and cloud secure, right? That's, that's great because a brand new ransomware attack comes up Well, you got UBA. Uh, your slow encryption, you know, when they really try to go really slow and go undetected, that's where the on-box anti-ransomware protection is really going to shine. Right, it's it does a great job of detecting that because again, it's not looking at the individual user level lever, users; it's looking at the entire volume. So that's where it's going to do a great job. And then all of your data protection capabilities that we talked about on tap is is the key there, right? Snapshots to recover. You have Cloud Secure creating some of these snapshots. You have um, Active IQ telling you when snapshots are not enabled. Uh, but that's really snapshots are going to be the best way to recover. And so use ONTAP for that, along with all of its security capabilities. We talked about multi-admin verify, SnapLock. So, so that is the key. But for people that really want to understand the full story, if they're still confused, we're going to put down there in the show notes, the ransomware TR, TR4572, that has the NetApp solution for ransomware. It talks about all these products, all the layers of defense, and how they all work together. And it does it in a very uh, consumable format. Uh, at least I think so. I wrote it. So there you go. But uh, that, that's the key. Uh, ONTAP, uh, Ransomware Protection ba- Dashboard, and Cloud Insights. If you start there with, with those products, you're going to be in really, really good shape for your ransomware protection capabilities. That's great, Matt. That's what we're all about here. Shameless self-promotion. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, so, yeah, look, sounds like we've got a lot we can learn uh, and think about here in terms of ransomware protection. And, and NetApp has a lot of different ways to approach that. Um, so, again, Matt, if you wanted to reach you, how do we do that? Yeah, anybody that has any questions from today's podcast or doesn't like something I've written in the TR, definitely hit me up uh, on Twitter at NTAP Matt. That's N T A P Matt. All right, and uh, I'm it. You can reach me out at uh, my email. Shoot me an email for if you have any question, request. Um, my email is amit.schwartz at netup.com. And Dan. Yeah, I mentioned uh, Dan underscore Tullage on Twitter at the beginning, but yeah, uh, email also works for me. And it's daniel.tullage 
That's Tallows and Jethro and the word edge at netapp.com. It'd actually be better because, uh, you know, Dan also, he, he locks his tweets. So Dan does lock his tweets. Oh, you guys, you should see, you should see what he tweets, man. It's it's horrendous. If I could, (laughs) if only I could. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And, uh, also, uh, Shahar, uh, how do we reach you? Oh yeah. Again, that email, uh, shahar.lifshits at netapp.com. All right. Excellent. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today and telling us all about how NetApp is approaching ransomware and trying to protect you against it. All right. That music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at NetApp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or via TechOnTapPodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Matt Trudwin, Dan Tullidge, Amit Schwartz, and Shehar Lipschitz for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.